whatever you want, that you're in charge of your life, you can achieve what you set your heart to. Yeah, there can be some helpful thought behind that advice. But a question I think your kids often rightly would ask is, well, should I do anything? If we set out to, to try and be great, make a name for ourselves, what does that mean for others? Well, I shared that we spent over $2 billion in charities and, and churches in the lead up to Christmas. It wouldn't surprise you to know that we will have spent over $10 billion on presents. Um, we, we feed the homeless, but today, statistically, the average Australian male, and I, I did the math on this, this is astounding, will consume the equivalent calories of how many Big Macs? 23. Nine million shoeboxes is, is wonderful, um, but there's over 300, estimated to be over 350 million children that are living in poverty around our globe. So while it's true that humanity's potential is almost limitless, is the way that we're living good? And do you really think the advice that we're giving our children is for their and others' good? Now in the Bible story that we just saw the video of, the, the people want to make a tower to heaven, right, to make a, a name for themselves. Let me read out a couple of verses that described that in Genesis chapter 11. Uh, so they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had bricks for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves. Okay, so they're building this tower in this city to, to make themselves look great. Now, there's some archaeological evidence in this, this region that there, there might have been um, a tower of, of a pretty big sort of size. We've sort of got evidence of its base. And there's extra biblical um, sources that we have written a bit later, so I'm not sure how accurate, but they, they claim that the building of this tower went on for 43 years and it's somewhere between 100 and 200 metres tall, which sort of correlates with the archaeological evidence. Now, that's sort of 30 to 60 stories, which by today's standards isn't that impressive. But when you think about the fact that up until the Eiffel Tower was built a bit over 100 years ago, that was arguably the highest structure that humanity had ever made. And so they're building this tower and seeking to make a name for themselves so that they might look great. But the whole endeavour is futile because they couldn't actually reach to the heavens. They couldn't reach God. Listen to me what verse 5 says from our passage. It says, The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. The Lord came down. Right now, obviously God can see everything from anywhere, but it's making the point that he sort of had to come down to, to observe this, this tower and this city. It's emphasising there's this gap or chasm between God and humanity. Throughout human history, we have striven for, for greatness. We've reached high to try and stand out from others. Uh, this passage and, and many others show that it's impossible, both in terms of might and power, 
right? We can't, can't reach for the heavens or reach for God in that way. Um, but also morality and purity. There's this chasm or gap between us and the holiness and purity of God that we can't breach. So the first thing this passage shows us is there's a gap between God, the almighty God, and, and humanity. But the second thing is that he came down. Right? We see throughout the Bible the care and compassion of God for humanity. And even the dispersal uh, where he's changing the languages is, is an act of love because he knows they can't live without him. Now, Christmas Day highlights these things. It, it highlights the gap between God and humanity, but it beautifully and wonderfully shows that God has crossed that chasm, that he has come. He has come down. Let me read for you uh, some of the words from, from Luke chapter 2. All right, again, these are words from, from the angels. This is to the shepherds. Angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. In those couple of verses, we have this beautiful picture of, of the fact that there's this, this baby born that has been promised, uh, who is the descendant of David, announced by angels. But at the same time, we see the incredible humility which, with which he came. This message is shared with the shepherds, some of the least. They're going to find him wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger, an animal food trough. Not only did God come down to breach the gap between him and humanity, but he came in the form of a servant. He came humbly and low. And the reason he did that is because the way to break through that gap and that chasm was for him to live and to die for us. The story of Babel, it points us to our need for this baby. Right? For God himself to come down for our sake, to show us his love and compassion so that the gap could be breached, so that we could be with him as he has promised for all eternity in paradise. And this good news is spreading. Just as, as you see God dispersing the nations and the languages in, in Genesis chapter 11, uh, the Holy Spirit has been given and now this good news of great joy is being spread to every tongue and tribe on earth. So I want to put to you a proposal for your Christmas lunch discussion. I say forget about the really corny Christmas jokes. Um, this might be bad advice, but... Don't concern you too much with how many Big Macs worth of calories you're consuming. But consider, if he has come down to breach that gap and to show you love, what advice then are we giving for the kids in our lives as to what to do with their life? What advice would you give yourself what to do with your life? And kids... I invite you to ask the adults in your life. Now, I know you might be at the kids' table, uh, but 
cross that gap and invite them if they're actually living in line with that advice. Let me leave you with that challenge as I pray for us now. Actually, before I pray, I um, just want to announce there's a, there's a team going from our church to, uh, to Thailand this week. Um, we call it Cross-Cultural Project. I think they're up on the, the screen. Um, and it's just exciting that we're just talking about the, the good news of Jesus going to the nations and, and we have the privilege as a church to be supporting and sending uh, a group of uni students to, to go and do just that in Thailand. So I'm going to pray for them as well as part of my prayer right now. So will you pray with me? Father, we want to thank you for your compassionate love for us in Jesus that he came down and he came down to totally cross that gap and that chasm. He came in humility to serve and to love and even to sacrifice himself on the cross for our sake. Father, I pray that this Christmas day that we would see that everything, that all, all joy and hope and purpose in life um, is actually centered around the person of Jesus, that the gifts that we give and receive with joy are actually a reflection of your great gift of him to us. Um, and we, we thank you, Lord, for this gift. I pray today that we'd be challenged to consider our lives in light of that. But Father, we pray that this good news of great joy would be going to the nations. And we pray for churches right around the globe today and people that are celebrating the good news of Jesus. We pray that many, many more would come to know and to love and to follow Jesus. And we, we pray for this team going to Thailand, that they would faithfully and humbly um, seek to share the love of Christ with Thais. And we pray that you would be so merciful and good as to open the eyes of, of some in this far-off country to, to know your love and compassion in their lives. Our Father, we pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Please stand with us as we...